What is up, good people? We're doing a little post-game uh, Niners-Dallas-Cowboy playoff reaction show. Um, I don't know how long we'll be here, but we'll, be, we'll take some phone calls. We'll do a little discussion around this game. Talk about Tony Pollard. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. File on in. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, everybody? My name is Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show, and we are, are doing a little reaction show to the Niner Cowboy game, the victory for the Niners. Drew it up exactly. They, they did it exactly like we drew it up. Crawled into a, 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 a mediocre, you know, three-point lead. Or we said tied game, three-point lead, seven-point lead. That's the most the Niners were going to be up on the Cowboys walking into halftime. And that the the defense and the Niners would eventually wear down the Cowboys and they would fall apart. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, now the, the Niners face off against the the tough Philadelphia Eagles in the in the in the next round in the in the championship game. And Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow is going to uh, face off against an injured Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So what an amazing final four we have left. It's absolutely phenomenal football. I couldn't be more thrilled about the the, the four teams that are left right now. So let's dig right into it um, and let's hit the phone lines. Let's open them right up. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, dial into the show. Tony Pollard got hurt. We did that that live earlier, um, and it looks like um, I'll, I'll pull up the uh, the latest report on Tony Pollard. He's been ruled out. Looks like it could be a fracture. I, I, look, I, I we'll have to see what it ends up being. Ultimately, um, they'll know more tomorrow. But uh, you know, we 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 definitely definitely said, and I and I said at the beginning of that or the middle of that show. Um, that we that we talked about right before uh, about halftime or whenever we went live, um, that injury looked bad, and and everyone was saying it's a high ankle sprain. I don't think it's a high ankle sprain. I think it's, I think it's he's definitely got some fracture of some kind. Joe Burrow, you're live with the Fantasy Football Show. Niner Matt, what can I do for you? Congratulations, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Hey, thank you. And I'm not calling in to rant and rave and all that. I mean the cow. Cowgirls, much respect to them. They played a great game. They got their defense is amazing. Purdy, yeah, he didn't look that great today, but that's okay. He did enough to win the game. Let he me ask a couple you. Clutch throws. Let me ask you a question. Uh, as, yeah. as a as a diehard Niner fan, because you're naming my systems, yeah. even Niner Matt, you're Niner Matt in the YouTube chat. Yep. If Purdy continues to play this way, and let's say. And I don't mean that in a necessarily a bad way. I just mean exactly like he's playing right now. And let's say you don't win the Super Bowl, but you go to the Super Bowl, and it's a really hard-fought battle. It's not Purdy's fault you lose or anything like that, but he plays just the way he's playing. Do you believe he's locked the job in for 2023? Or do you think that the Niners, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, will answer the phone when Tom Brady calls, because Tom Brady's going to call. Tom Brady's finally able to go where he wants to go. This is the only place he's wanted to play. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, to be honest with you, Smitty, like, 
I think um, I don't know, like you said, if they don't win the Super Bowl, that'd be that's tough. I mean, can Brady really get them over the hump, though? I mean, the Brady I saw this week looked like or last week he did not look like he. I know Tampa Bay, they're a mess right now, but I mean, he did not look that great. I mean, I to be honest with you, I'd rather have to, I'd rather go with Trey Lance or Purdy because they got they got a lot of. Uh, guys they got to sign. I know Bosa has a, his contract's coming up next year, and they're going to have to re-sign him, and they got a few other guys that they're going to have to re-sign, so I'll be honest with you, Smitty, like, I'm perfectly fine with Trey Lance or uh, Brock Purdy. Right yeah, now. Um, I think I think if but, you're thinking uh, long term, I mean, you're going to keep go you're going to keep one of them. Obviously, you keep Purdy. You're not going to trade Purdy, um, but like you could trade Trey Lance. But I still think there will be a conversation that's had, and it seems like un, unrealistic right now to people, especially Niner fans, to get really upset about it. Um, but it, it's uh, it's really really going to be interesting the off season. I can't wait. There is not a better time of the year for me than right when football closes down. It, it's all concluded. The Super Bowl is here and gone, and smoke season starts on unveiling and the NFL draft and rookie talk starts creeping up and we start getting into all the NFL free agency and rumors as we as we approach the NFL draft it is the most exciting time to be a YouTuber and I I, it's the best job in the whole wide world and I can't wait to get overly excited like we did last year on an Aaron Rodgers announcement and everybody I don't know if you were with us during that time but I went live for 10 straight hours to await Aaron Rodgers' announcement. And everybody made fun of me outside of our community. Our community loved it. But everybody outside the community was like, this guy waited up, did a full 10-hour live stream, stayed up all night to, to get to Aaron Rodgers' announcement. And his announcement was that there was no announcement. And everybody like thought the joke was on us. And it's like, we were successful. We, we, con- we completed a successful... 10-hour live stream on the assumption, a very, very iffy assumption that didn't have much legs at all, that he would have an announcement and go on the Pat McAfee show. And then he ended up, we waited until the until that show started. He ended up going on. There was no plan. He wasn't planned to go on. There's no announcement for it. He goes on and announces, okay, I got an announcement. There's no announcement. <laughs> but everybody thought that I was I was upset or I wasted my time. That was That was amazing. I wouldn't take it back for anything. I wouldn't change it for anything. And in fact, if if I think he's going to have another announcement or Tom Brady's going to have another another announcement, I would 100% go live again for 10 straight hours uh, uh, counting down the hours of a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers announcement. It's it's the way we operate, it's the way we live. I love it. I live for it. All right. Uh, let's let's uh, Niner Matt, hang tight. We got another caller on hold. Who who are you? You're live. Name's Andrew from Philly. What's up, Andrew? What can I do for you? I just wanted to talk a little uh, Eagles Niners. See what the uh, the uh, ideas were coming off a uh, big win, obviously for the Niners and uh, also for the Eagles. What did you say your name was again? I was just uh, I just wanted to call in and uh, no, I know, pretty I know. much explain why I think. The- yeah, I heard that. that. What was your name? I'm trying to enter you into my system here. What's your name again? Uh, Andrew. Andrew from Philly. Philly Andrew. Yep. Philly Andrew. Okay. So we got Niner Matt on and Philly Andrew. 
<laughs> this is there great. Hey, guys, uh, uh, introduce each other. <laughs> like, let's say hello. Hey, how you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, what's up, my guy? Uh, you know, no disrespect. Yeah. I, uh, toe-to-toe. I appreciate the 49ers doing uh, what they did to the uh, Cowboys. I didn't want to see the Cowboys there, whether or not uh, it was a better matchup or whatnot. I appreciate you taking out our arch rival. Yeah. You're welcome. Hey, that's our rival, too, but I know it's been a while, but I, I despise the Cowgirls probably as much as you do, so they're kind of like the Yankees of the NFL. So, no, know, for sure, for sure. So, let, let, me, yeah, let, me say this to, and, uh, let me say this to both of you. You both have an amazing defense, okay? And the Niner defense is better. Uh, you both have an amazing offense. The Niner skill players are potentially better. But they're not deployed as as successfully. So this is hard to hear, Niner Matt. But the Eagles' offense is better. The Eagles' offense oh, I, is better. I, I, However, I told, it's it's not because the talent isn't there for the Niner offense to be better. It one hundred percent is, but it's just not better because it's not the 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 foot's not pushed down on the gas pedal the whole game. Jalen Hurts is given command. And as much as Purdy's been very, very good for what he's been given, very, very good. Like he's in a he's a potential top ten quarterback, potential. I don't want to put him in there yet. He's got a lot of work to do. Looked very shoddy today, but 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 anyway, he's got the potential makings of it, and his situation is great. Jalen Hurts is arguably arguably one, two, or three overall in the NFL, and it's just a tough, tough mission. But you have the defense, Niner Matt, to do it because it's the number one defense in the entire National Football League. But Philly, in my opinion, Joseph Burrow and the Bengals, Philly uh, and, and Jalen Hurts, these are the two, in my opinion, most explosive offenses in the entire league. And I believe those two will face off in the Super Bowl. But Niner Matt, it's going to be really, really close. Your defense is what's got to step up to win because I think Shanahan will take his foot off the gas. Kind of like he did in the beginning of this game. I felt like the, the, the Dallas defense was tough, sure. But I felt like... I felt like it was a very lackadaisical, very slow-moving affair, you know, at the beginning of the game, and it can't be that way against Philly. Yeah, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a Niner fan. I'll be honest, like, give you my honest assessment. Assessment. I'm really Jalen Hurts really scares me to death because that dude, when he gets on, that's one thing we struggle with is you know, mobile quarterback. You do. When he gets on the run, that we're gonna have to some, we're gonna have to put Dre Green on. Somebody's gonna have to spy him because that dude scares the bejesus out of me. I'm, I know he's got AJ Brown. I'm not. I'm more worried about him running the ball. I'm not saying he can't throw, but him running the ball and run and that's that's we got to keep him in the pocket. That's the only way we can keep it stay in the game. That's my honest assessment. Other than that, Eagles got a great offense. I'm and the defense is good, great too, but. I think this will be good for Purdy this game because he he didn't like I said he had a down game today. I think this the Cowgirls got a great defense too. I mean I think the Eagles are a little better, but I still think this hopefully will get him ready for next week. So uh, playing a, a legit defense like he did today. So, Philly Andrew. With that said, what, I expect a close game. What's so. your take, Philly Andrew? Well, I I, I agree with most of uh, what you said actually. I think um. From my perspective, I'm looking at uh, who the 49ers have played the last couple weeks and, like, this idea that, like, the Cowboys are a great defense. I mean, the first half of the season they had, you know, top three, if not the best pass rush in the league, whereas the second half of the season they actually had a bottom three pass rush in the league. 
So, I mean, you know, like uh, how good of a defense are they? How good of a defense are the Seahawks, the, the Cardinals, the Raiders, these players, these teams that they've played the last, you know, four weeks. And we've seen and we saw, you know, in this past game, um, the Niners, you know, put up 19 points. Now, granted, they put up 37, 38, 41 the last games before that. But I don't think they've seen anything close to the Eagles defense in the last month and a half or so. Well, the Eagles, um, the Eagles can be hot and cold. And the Eagles can definitely surrender uh, rushing yards, passing yards, touchdowns. They're definitely not a lockdown defense like the Niners. Although the Niners can't give up passing yards or whatever, but rushing yards, are, they're just so tough. But but I will say that the Eagles are so opportunistic, similar to the Cowboys, in that Cowboys will kind of come and go. The Eagles defense can come and go a little bit. They're better than the, you know than in some ways. I, I think what ultimately yeah. helps too, I mean, though, is when you can yeah. run the ball and and your quarterback can control the clock and you've got a guy like Jalen Hurts that makes the defense better. Do you guys understand uh, how uh, – or Niner Matt, you, 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 you lived through this, and I don't know if you can remember or acknowledge this being a Niner fan. You, I know you got blinders on, but you sound like a very logical Niner fan. But you guys mm-hmm. were – you were 100% not the same defense when Brock Purdy wasn't in there. Like when Jimmy G was in there, the, at one point Jimmy started to do okay. But there was a there was a, a point in the season where your Niner defense wasn't, your, wasn't the top defense in the league for a little part. It like started to fall apart. And, and, and they started oh. to get banged up. And it's because they were on the field all the time. Like it, it, it's such a big difference to have a quarterback that can keep the offense on the field. And I think that's why the Eagle defense is so good is because they're fresh, uh, they're explosive, they make plays, they may surrender stuff as well, but they're just they're 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 a sneaky good defense. And I think if the Niners and I don't think they will, but if they underestimate them, they're gonna they're gonna run into a brick wall that felt very similar to that I, Dallas honestly, defense. Even as an Eagles fan, I've been really impressed with Purdy. I think you know without big news of like you know or Rodgers coming or whatever. I don't think there's any shot that anyone, you know, out of those three guys that they have starts over him. I mean, especially, I mean, after today, I think that's consensus, really. But even before today, I mean, this is a guy who had, you know, better a better seven-game start than Patrick Mahomes did to his career. I mean, this guy's incredible. Mitchell Irrelevant, who cares? I mean, the kid's putting up numbers. Like you said, the team's stepping up behind him. They're doing, like you said, the defense is doing better with him than, than they were for, uh, for Jimmy G. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the best two teams in the NFC playing in the NFC Championship game. So, you know, who could ask for more? It'll be in Philly. Thank you, I'll Joe, be for there. the super chat. Ruckus. I am a little sad that the Bills lost though, because a, a, a Buffalo Philadelphia Super Bowl. I don't know if the U.S. could even uh, withstand have the infrastructure to withstand uh, that type of Super Bowl. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Thank you for the super chat, my guy. Uh, like, I think we got another caller on here. Ben. Ben, you've been. Uh, you were loud in the beginning. Now you've been quiet. Uh, you know, you've said a lot already without saying a word. <laughs> what can we do for you, Ben? How's it going, my boy? I'm good, bro. Brady, what's up, man? What can we do for you, Ben? <clears throat> Not too much. Uh, thought we had some great games today. Yeah. Wasn't pretty. 49ers didn't do it pretty, but got yeah. the W. Yeah, you got the W. And Joe said here, Brady and Purdy have a very similar story. Purdy could be Brady. I don't know. I, I, look, Joe, I think you're you're right in some ways. And I've compared the two in a, in a very like small way. Like 
not saying he'll become Brady, but like in that everybody needs to relax and saying when he was coming up, like he can't be that special player. He he could be anybody could be Kurt Warner, uh, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks rise up in a, in a weird and uh, you know, they're, they, they're, they're unorthodox rises or whatever. Um, I don't see elite top five quarterback ability in him, but I see potential top 10. So that means like, you know, Super Bowl capable. Like if you surround him with the right people, he can be a, he can play like a top five to 10 quarterback during any given season if everything falls right and he develops and all that. I think right now, a little early to call him capable of top five numbers. We have such a, uh, uh, an elite quarterback pool in the NFL right now. Like it, there's no room for, for I think anybody else like fields is on the outside of the top five or he's right at the number five or number six spot. Um, I, I think, I think he could be like eight, nine, 10, something like that. If he developed properly and I don't know if he will or not, I, I kind of don't feel like he's in my top 10 yet, but yeah, calling him the next Brady, I don't know about that, Joe. But I appreciate your super chat, and I do, I do, uh, I do think that the stories are amazingly similar in terms of like rise up, you know, like it's crazy. Uh, ben, what uh, what else you got? I think Purdy has uh, top ten potential. I agree with you there. Top ten, top twelve potential. Um, the most likely route. I see the 49ers taking, or maybe at least what I think I would do in that scenario is roll Purdy out next year as a starter, try and trade Lance for what you can get, maybe a late first, early second, or a third and a fourth. Um, and then once once Purdy's contract gets close to up and it's time to pay him, if he hasn't if he hasn't performed. It, extremely well then try and trade him to a quarterback needy team one of those teams that is still going to need a quarterback in a couple years and then hopefully we can draft another rookie in the yeah, next couple years but you can't you can't trade lance for a third and fourth round pick bro you gave up the world for him you can't in one year then or another year uh, two years turn around and trade I him hear for that you. I hear there's you, no I think, way think, there's no think, way you can do that i think it's adapting the jets yeah, well, I I'm not saying you're you're wrong in that thinking, but there's n- no chance you guys trade him for a third or fourth round pick. You'd have to get like a you'd have to get I mean, like a first rounder and a set couple. Like, could you take a bath on the deal at the end of the day if you believe in Purdy and say, look, it is what it is. We'll get a first rounder. There's no way you guys give up Trey for anything less than a first rounder. But maybe a team would give up a, a future first rounder. You know, I, I, yeah, I was never on board with the Lance trade. I hated the Lance trade from the beginning. I thought it was a ridiculous move to trade up to the third spot. I think Miami Mike but, would um, be interested, but I don't know that he's even got a first rounder. Um, right. Let me uh, see. I have a the, question. Yeah. Why do you hate Kyle Shanahan so much? Um, I don't hate <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. I don't. I don't hate anybody, but I think he gets way too much credit. And if you guys didn't acquire now, maybe he was a hundred percent the reason you acquired McCaffrey. And if if you were, then I I would give him major credit to say he solved his own problem. If you guys did not acquire Christian McCaffrey, I believe he would be on the hot seat to be fired. 
it's so it's so easy to it's so easy to act like that's out of like the realm of possibility now because of where you guys are but but without without getting christian mccaffrey you wouldn't have made the playoffs like it turned the entire i think we would have had a shot a wild card a shot at a wild card sure but you would not have won the division it would have been it would have been really tough to grab the wild card spot uh if you'd had three right, you know that, a lot that's assuming we had the three injuries or i mean the two injuries as well and I think it would have been acceptable to grab a wild card spot with Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, I that he, would have been a success. The bottom line is he like even dating back to to the to the Super Bowl where the Super Bowl or the, sorry the NFC Championship game where he used Debo Samuel one time, one touch, all the way to the the entire off season with how he's dealt with Debo Samuel's contract. Uh, to how he used Trey Lance, how he didn't use Trey Lance, um, how he passed on Tom Brady in favor of Jimmy G, how he was supposed to get rid of Jimmy G. You didn't even give him a playbook. You essentially kicked him out of the building, said goodbye to him. Jimmy G had a goodbye speech. Kyle Shanahan botched getting rid of him. And so, like, every single personnel decision has been fumbled the entire last two years, bro. So, like... He's a great offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He's a great offensive coordinator. And he sh- like if he was your offensive coordinator, it'd all be perfect. But the unfortunate thing is he's the coach and you can't demote him. You can't he is what he is. Now, if you guys win a Super Bowl or when you do win or when the team looks good, you know what someone says to me that's a Niner fan? What do you say now, Smitty? And I say exactly what I thought. Like Shanahan's a good offensive mind. Everything positive is from the offensive coordinator part of him. Everything negative is from the head coach part of him. I still disagree with you. I, 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 I I'm tried sure you to, do. I tried to think of 10, 10, head, 10 head coaches in the league that are better than him. And, and there's a few, of course, that are, you know, you got your Belichick, you got Andy Reid, uh, Mike Tomlin, maybe Doug Peterson. But there's I, maybe see, three I, or four of the I guys. Think, but I think you're ultimately thinking – of the offensive coordinator parts of him is what I'm trying to tell trying to tell you. I agree with Mike you. McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel was the offensive genius in San Francisco, and we lost Mike McDaniel along with Robert Sala and both of our coordinators, and we still have what we have. Right. New new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Yeah, but but look, the coaching tree is good. Like, you guys do produce good coaching trees. I'm just merely saying that when anybody tries to corner me and they think they got me, they're like, oh, now that the Niners are doing good, how do you feel? Like, I feel the same way. He's such a good offensive mind. You could find your way into a Super Bowl performance, bro. Like, easily. But he's still botching so many of the other things that it doesn't change my mind as far as him being a head coach. He takes his foot off the gas so much. And he and and he, it, there's no reason the Cowboys should have even been in this game, to walk in you know to walk into the, uh, to walk into the ha- halftime up by three, you know it's just like there's so much weaponry here you know there he uses McCaffrey in the weirdest ways, you know there's no holding him back anymore there's no trying to keep him fresh like you're at this is it it's one game at a time you lose you're out, you know so I, I just don't understand how he why or how he uses McCaffrey sometimes. He is a good offensive coordinator, an amazing mind, and produces a good coaching tree that that 
produces good, like look at look at Salah goes in coaches. Look at McDaniel goes in coaches. Look at uh, 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 Ryan's D'Amico Ryan's. He's going to probably go coach. Hopefully, he comes to Arizona. They're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good coaches. But why doesn't he? He he doesn't. I I don't know. I I I understand. I, I understand where you're coming from, and and I totally agree with the offensive port coordinator parts. I just think that when 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 it comes down to personnel decisions, this guy gets in his own way. You know, like like the hear, Tom Brady I, I situation. Like Tom not taking Tom Brady on when he he's begging to come to the Niners because you think Jimmy G's marginally lesser. Like that, those are the things he thinks. Kirk Cousins is is the best quarterback in the entire National Football League. Kirk, Kirk Cousins had a good year for sure, but that's his idea of of the best quarterback. Not bringing in Tom Brady. Tom Brady wants. I guarantee you, Tom Brady wants to come to the Niners this offseason because he can choose. And I, 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 if it was me, because Purdy will still be there because Purdy could develop under Tom Brady. Purdy was given the job due to injury. It doesn't feel like you're taking it away from him necessarily. I would 100% bring Tom Brady in and let the greatest of all time coach this kid Purdy up and let Tom Brady try it once. Unless Purdy wins it all, then you could say to yourself, why even do anything else? You you, you accomplish the, the top of the top. Why not try and continue to develop Purdy? But if you don't, let's say you fell short against the Eagles this coming weekend. Um, I would bring Brady in, and I know I know Shanahan won't. And part of it's his ego. He's afraid, I think, to have somebody that comes in and knows more than him. He doesn't want anybody knowing more than him in his own offense. Like Tom Brady, you can't, you almost can't coach him, you know. And and that scares Shanahan. Brady didn't uh, didn't coordinate didn't coordinate that Bucks offense too terribly well this year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, this is Niner yeah, Matt. Brady's, uh, Brady's the greatest quarterback, but I hope the I hope the Niners don't sign Brady. I would love to see him get a shot with that offense and that arsenal. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, you guys will win a Super Bowl. Hey, I do agree. I, Niner, Matt, I agree. I agree with Smitty though about uh, Shanahan. He, I call him banana hands sometimes because the dude he irks the heck out of me and. The dude sometimes calls the most bizarre plays. Like today, he called a he called a quarterback draw on second and goal. Like really, dude? Like you got McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, and that's the play you come up with? Like, come on, dude! Like this is the playoffs. You gotta be more creative than that. And, and he, he, I shake my head. He, and he's very frustrating. And McCaffrey was ripping him off in the second half. And granted, you could say, oh, that's. That's due to the Dallas defense shutting McCaffrey down in the first half, but I don't think so. I, I I haven't looked at every play again, but while I watched the game live, my 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 re, my recall of it all for uh, off of one go through was that these are weird play calls and they're not they're not conducive. They're not like with with McCaffrey's skill set. McCaffrey every time in the second half he got a touch, it seemed like he was getting eight yards first down. Another first down. It was just time after time, and I feel like in the first half, and especially when he gets near the goal line and uses Mitchell instead of McCaffrey, I don't even understand that. Like, Mitchell's a top 15 running back in his own right, potentially. Like, before McCaffrey was acquired, especially walking into 2022, the offseason, we, yeah, we, we had him highly ranked. Like, this is a potential third round, top of third round pick that, that's got steel potential in this offense. I like Mitchell a lot. This is not a knock on Mitchell, but why on earth 
Will you take McCaffrey out once you get inside the 20? If you want to take him out, take him out between Amen. the 20s. Amen to that. You want to take him out, take him out between the 20s. Let Mitchell do the grind work there. Why would you take out the best exactly. weapon in the entire National Football League when you're inside the 20s? To save him for what at this point? It's it's win or go home. Yeah. He I hear you. Ridiculous. Why would you use Debo as a linebacker? He's a receiver. Do we even know? It's, 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 wait, is Shannon the offensive coordinator? Sorry, I, I don't. I don't. Did they, did they hire an offensive coordinator? Or is he doing no, they, play calling? No, he controls. He does, it. he does it all. Yeah, he controls he, he it. All. Okay. Hey, let's get Kelly Loco. Wow. Kelly Loco, you're you're live on the fantasy football show. Hang tight, Niner Mac and Ben. Hey, Smitty. Hey, Chuck Caller, you're you calling it right. I live out here in the Bay. Uh, you know, Shanahan, he, he's, a, he's too afraid to use his weapons. Yeah. Unleash them. Unleash them. I know he's got Purdy, but uh, you know, no, no. And uh, Little Smitty calling out. Uh, another shot Caller. Family shot Caller. Next year, I want Jamar Chase round one, Burrow round two. Bam, bam. Yeah, J- J- Jamar that's what, Chase. That's what I'm calling for fantasy. Jamar Chase. Yeah. Is, Jamar Chase is the number one Jamar wide receiver. Jamar Chase round one, Burrow round two. Like you said, quarterback early strategy. Little Smitty's calling it like you know on the earlier show. This Burrow, you know, for, call Burrow stack. early, but I want to get Chase. I want to get the stack. The pancake. Get the stack emote. going early. Get the get the Next drops. Year, drop, drop some pancakes, everybody. Here, hold on. Everybody, be quiet, drop, real quick. Drop the stack. All right, hold on. Be and, quiet. And, be quiet, real quick. It, Hold, hold on. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. All right, go ahead. Don't be afraid to go Burrow round two. Don't be afraid. And then Hayden Hurst. Won't bite. Hayden Hurst. Might be, he might be a little moon man value pick. That's all I got. <sighs> yeah, I like, and you're, I like that. Sh- you're calling all the shots, Smitty. At, at the last conversation, every point. Was on point. Thank you, Kelly. Loco. Shot caller. Appreciate, Appreciate you. All right. Later. Thank you. Uh, we got another. We got a, a guy that uh, calls himself Smith. What's up, Smith? Yes, sir. We are related. Are I we? hate when. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I hate when uh, Shanahan uses Debo as a running back. I don't like that wide back formation that he uses. Let Debo be the receiver so they could throw the ball to him. I know Jerry Rice said something about that wide back formation. What what the hell is that? Well, here, here here's a point. Debo running the ball when you have McCaffrey. Here's a point of clarification, though. Wide back is not running back, and when he exactly. lines up in the backfield as an RB, that's not wide back. That's actually Shanahan deciding to use him as the running back. That's a normal formation. Just using Debo as a, as a RB, wide back is more so when he's out wide, but you get the ball in his hands at the line of scrimmage or behind, and you let him become a running back as the wide receiver. So very very clear point uh, point. I want to I want to clarify that point that it's okay to to play wide back for Debo, and because all it means is hey Debo, you're at the line of scrimmage up there. Here, take the ball now. You do something with it, and then Debo takes it as a wide receiver downfield, but from the line of scrimmage. When he actually has Debo line up as a, a halfback, that is not wide back, and, and everybody gets confused on that. 
He needs to stop oh, running Debo Samuel as a running back. He needs to stop that immediately. Exactly. Immediately. You don't need it. You got yeah, Mitchell. You got Mason. You got Christian McCaffrey. Why would you run Debo Samuel up the A and B gap? Why? Why? You did that with Trey Lance and it and got him hurt. Yep. And Another I reason I don't like Shanahan. No, go ahead. It's just another reason why I don't hate Shanahan, but another reason why I don't love him and his decision-making is he injured Trey Lance, in my opinion. And I had people come on here. Remember Tony? He called in very irate <laughs> about it. You can't believe you oh, wow. saying that. Uh, saying that, that Trey Lance got him hurt. It's all opinion. Everybody's got their own opinion. And, and, and like, I'm fine with someone saying they don't think Kyle Shanahan got him hurt. I'm not going to get mad at somebody's opinion. But my opinion is that you don't do a half-pack half-back plunge with your quarterback when you have all of this yep. weaponry to use. And so I do believe he's responsible for injuring Trey Lance. And in that same game, I don't know if anybody remembers this, in the same game Trey Lance got injured on like a half-back plunge, guess what happened two plays before the end of the half when they're running the clock out to to, to literally go into the to into halftime. They're just running the clock out. They weren't trying to get down the field. They were too far away from even kicking a field goal. They ran uh, uh, Debo Samuel as the RB to run the clock out in between the tackles. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's, that's, that's that coach that has these weird formations and you know, wacky offensive play calling. That's that's the only thing I don't like about him doing that. Yeah. No, well, I believe he's sabotaging Samuel running the ball as a running back. I think he sabotaged Trey Lance. He really did. You know, I don't. I don't think cool. that's. I think that that's a little overboard. But it definitely feels. It feels like that's what happened. It feel. I know it isn't what happened, but it certainly feels like what happened. I agree with you on on the feel of it. I don't think he would have done that on purpose, but maybe maybe subconsciously he did. You know, maybe he's I like, mean, this isn't don't, my pick. You don't pick. run your franchise quarterback up the middle like a fullback. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, he's, he's not built for that. He's not a fullback. He's a quarterback. I mean, let the kid roll him out or, you know, do some play action with him. Why, why are you running him up like a fullback? He's not Tom Rathman. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, yeah, come the on. Only, Tom like, Rathman. Wow. Yeah. The only thing he he uh, the only thing that makes me think he's not biased toward injuring Trey Lance is that he ran Jimmy up the middle like the next game. <laughs> it was like, what do yeah. you do? What are you doing, bro? Jimmy can't run the ball. Well, he did the same thing with that quarterback draw today. Why? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah, it's one. Why are you doing that with Brock Purdy? One hurt hit away. Brock Purdy's hurt. What are we gonna do that? Yeah. Well, I, it, 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 no. he probably wants Jimmy G in there the next game, bro. Uh, yeah, I knows? know, but I can't trust that dude coming back. From uh, no, I no no one no one wants to. Uh, anyway, I mean, let's. I just. Yeah, let's get. Uh, I don't mind keeping you three on hold here. Let's see if we can get another person to call in. Hold, hang tight, guys, while I play the uh, phone call uh, uh, the number here. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Uh, dial into the show. You've got you've got a guy named Smith, Niner Matt, and Ben on hold. And uh, dial in if you want to ask a question. Um, uh, uh, real quick answers, no elaboration at all. Smith, who's in the Super Bowl? What two teams? I want to see the Niners and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Niner Matt. But I have a qu- I have a question for you. 
hold on. We're, hold, 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 hold on. We're, we're going to go through this real quick. Niner Matt. Oh, okay. Niner Matt. Um, I got, uh, I'm going to go Niners Bengals too. And uh, one quick thing, Smitty, before you let me go. Uh, I, I heard on the radio they said uh, they think Pollard broke his leg. I told uh, you guys. I, look, I'm on point with yeah. injuries. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to sound arrogant about it. But you got all these people out here, these doctors and stuff, doing fantasy football and all that. And everybody goes, Smitty, why are you, why are you trying to – why are you trying to say you know more than a doctor? Because it's not just knowing injury; it's knowing injury relating to football. It's seeing it's seeing players go through what they go through. Observing. What did I tell you guys on that on that play? I said it before the we went back to watch the rest of the game. Where's my foot model? That his foot bent this way. There's no way he has just a high ankle sprain. Look at the bone here. Look at the bone. When you turn it like that, mm-hmm. what happens? What happens if your knee stays in place? What happens to this bone? These bones break right here. Or if the bones mm. don't break, the knee the knee tears because the, his foot was like this. I told everyone this is not just a high ankle sprain. He broke something. He fractured something. He's going to you don't and you also don't put a towel over your head when you're out for the game. You put a towel over your head when you try and disguise the emotion, the emotional damage you're going through, and the the the, the physical pain that that you usually have accompany uh, out for the out for the season, and out for the off season type of injury. I I knew he I knew he fractured something. I knew it, or he tore his knee. One of the two, and and we'll have to see where this puts him in terms of landing a job. The, the Cowboys could franchise tag him, but I think that's uh, uh, BS. I don't think they're going to actually do it. And will he find a home without that many landing spots out there that are very, very blatantly in need of a, of a RB when you have such a rich rookie rookie running back pool? So if there are five, six legitimate landing spots from Carolina uh, to Las Vegas to... Um, Atlanta, or not Atlanta, Atlanta's got Algier, but they still might be looking. That's unfortunate for Algier if they do draft a RB. There are, there are a handful Cardinals potentially of landing spots, but there are enough rookie running backs to fill those spots. So you ask somebody, would you rather have a Charbonnet, who's going to cost you near nothing on a rookie deal, or would you rather pay through the roof for Tony Pollard or Josh Jacobs? I think Josh Jacobs goes out like Melvin Gordon did, explores free agency, and says, man, no one's no one's really taking my calls. No one's really setting up meetings. There's not that many spots. I'm going to go back to Las Vegas. There's a real good shot that Josh Jacobs re-signs with Las Vegas, and there's a real good shot Tony Pollard doesn't get what we believe he deserves in terms of a big deal. Maybe he goes back to Dallas on a hometown discount. Tough to say. Um, what do you guys think of, of Pollard? Question. Yeah. Was it Mike McCarthy's? Was it Mike McCarthy's fault that uh, Pollard got hurt? Um. Was it Mike McCarthy's fault that Pollard got hurt? No. Was it? Uh, Is this? Are you trying? Uh, are you trying to get me to say that, that? Are you trying to get me to say that Shanahan is not responsible for Trey Lance's injury? Is that where you're trying to go with this? More or less, because because Jalen Hurts is potentially the number one overall quarterback, and we agree that Justin Fields is electric. 
that Justin Fields could get hurt too. And we're not going to blame the Bears coach. It's di- it's different when you're running the football up the gut like an RB through an A gap, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Eagles were designing run half running back halfback plunges for for Jalen Hurts to run as an RB up the gut, you 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 better believe I'm going to be out here saying, "What are you doing? What are you doing, Sirianni? You're going to injure Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is scrambling. It's different." Like they have designed runs, the Eagles and the Bears both. Have I know, designed but runs. I know, but they're dude, they're different than halfback plunges, bro. That's 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 basically mm-hmm. what Trey Lance got injured on going up the like a gap as a RB running up the gut. Like I understand what you're yeah, saying. You're, just, your point's valid think, to a degree yeah, think... on running quarterbacks. Josh Allen runs up the middle, scrambling all the time. Like, but but he's very susceptible to being hurt. But Fields is scrambling for his life. And you can't really blame that design on the coach. If the coach line fields up in the backfield and he's leaned up, bro, like this, and he's sitting there like an RB, and he's sitting there, and they literally do a, a halfback, uh, you know, I, look, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's it's different. It's different to me, and it's different when you're trying to teach Trey Lance to slide. And Trey Lance said that the coaching staff has been working on it with them. You can't run, bro. You got to slide. You got to you got you got to slide. Trey Lance learned how to slide for the first time, like the week or two before he got injured. He never slid. He said he never slid you. at the at the college level. They taught him to slide. They told him to slide. They kept telling him you're gonna get hurt. And then Shanahan runs him up the gut like a running back. That's my point. You know. Okay. Uh, I, I get what I you're saying. You. I, I get but what you're saying. My next question. Yeah. Okay. My next question is, I I know you don't hate Shanahan, but as a as a coach, a head coach, you don't like him. But and then my next question, I was going to say, how is how is Mike McDaniel so great when, of course, he comes out of the the Forty Nine er system out of the tree, and he what he did with Tua was inexcusable. Agreed. Agreed. I don't disagree with you. Well, I'm I'm not. I mean, you don't. You don't look. What he did with Tua was reckless and inexcusable. I think what the team did was reckless and inexcusable. Doesn't mean that he doesn't design good plays and has an offense that could have an electric quarterback that scores fantasy production. Like I know you're trying to get me in a got a gotcha. You're trying to get me with a gotcha question or a moment, and I understand that I'm not mad at you for it. But to sit here and say that. What he did recklessly by putting his quarterback out onto the field changes the degree of the offense or how much productivity you're going to get out of it. When you hear me talk about Miami Mike, you don't hear me talk about Miami Mike's character. Like, oh, he's the best character guy in the whole wide world. He would never make a mistake or make a bad decision or a bad call or, or put his players in harm's way. I don't know if you were here for it. But when Tua went back out and got concussed after a concussion in the same game, so he gets up and wobbles. Okay, I came out and berated Miami Mike and the Dolphins. Berated them, bro. Right? No, I was here. Okay, was so here so so, you. my point is, you can't say, oh, well, why do you think Miami Mike's got a great offense when he threw Tua back out onto the field? Like they're unrelated. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't. I, that's not what. I, that's not really what I. What I, I. I agree. Miami Mike has a great offense, and I also think he's a great coach. I, I don't disagree. Where I disagree is that 
you view Miami Mike and Kyle Shanahan in two completely different lights when they coach the exact same style. They're off. Okay, but here's the thing. They're offensive coordinator minded coaches, right? What have I just said about right. what have I just said about Kyle Shanahan? He's an amazing offensive mind. He has an amazing scheme. What have I said about Miami Mike? He's an amazing offensive mind. He has an amazing scheme. They both produce awesome production. What does Miami Mike do as a head coach other than reckless sending his quarterback out onto the field? He shouldn't have done that. I've, I berated him for it, bro. So I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. But do I think he's got the ability to make the right decisions from a personnel level? One thousand percent. Do I think he's going to be aggressive and bring in Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, or Aaron Rodgers? 100%. Do I think that Shanahan would do that? Absolutely not. Do I think Shanahan handles any of his offseason stuff good? Absolutely not. I 100% think they're both offensive geniuses. I 100% think they're completely different with personnel and coaching decisions. Not that Miami Mike's not capable. Huh? You what? I, said, I was just saying I hear you. Good, good, good to get your thoughts. Yeah, no, and, and I don't, I don't I mean to come. Content. You know, I love the content. Yeah, and I don't mean to come off like, like you know, everything you're saying. I, I'm just gonna shoot it down. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but just different fragments of it. And, and I just think that Miami Mike, I, I, I totally, totally, just blasted him for that Tua stuff. I mean, I went after him hardcore. I said this is ridiculous. Don't give me that that. That, oh, we didn't know. They said he was okay. You've got eyeballs. You are the head coach. He should have looked out for Tua. And Tua will forever be affected by sending him back out in a concussive state where he immediately got another concussion that same game. He suffered two concussions, two brain injuries at the same time, and he will probably never be the same. And these people that have said, oh, he's not as li- he's, he's no more likely to get, get a concussion than the average player in the NFL hogwash complete hogwash and if they throw them out there they're going to find out everybody's going to find out how how wrong those reports are he won't last Miami Mike is smart enough I believe and maybe I'm wrong and I'm not saying I 100% put everything on it that he's going to do this but I believe that Miami Mike is going to be so aggressive like he was with getting Tyreek Hill he's going to be that aggressive of making sure that his team is never put in this position again in regards to Tua being removed and having no option to go through the playoffs. He will go get another quarterback, and it's unfortunate for Tua, but Tua shouldn't be playing anyway. Yeah, I hear you. I agree with you, and and props to you, uh, by the way, because you were really one of the only people out there that was letting people know what what the truth was with Tua. So props to you on that, because I was here for that, I remember. Yeah. Um, Niner Matt, what do you got? I guess, I guess, I guess my final, my final thought was just that I was just going to say real quick. uh, I think like without using the word, I was going to say the S word, but stuff happens, you know, like, I think Lance's, Lance's, Lance's injury was unfortunate and he shouldn't have been run up the middle and maybe, maybe Shanahan ought to rethink some of his play calling, but I think he's a damn good head coach. And a good play caller. As I well. I, th- I think he's but. a great offensive coordinator, a great play caller when his his coaching doesn't step in the way. Because what is it when you don't use Debo Samuel but one time in a in an NFC Championship game last year? Is that the offensive coordinator 
or is that the coach stepping in the way of the offensive coordinator side of him that was doing amazing with Debo all year? It's a big difference, bro. And and maybe he's learning and getting better as a coach, but people like to blur the two together and they don't listen to me when I say it. I'm not saying you necessarily, but they don't listen to me when I when I say to them that his offensive coordinating is when things are going good and everybody thinks I'm going to back down and say, never mind, he is good. What are you going to do, Smitty, when he wins the Super Bowl? Well, the offensive coordinator in him won. You know, overpowered the the bad head, head coaching decisions he makes. I He didn't do a single thing Zach right Taylor. this offseason. That's he, how I feel about Zach Taylor. I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody feels a certain way about it, coaches, but he's um, he he didn't do a single thing right this offseason. He didn't. He wasn't aggressive in free agency. Now, granted, he drafted Brock Purdy. Well, did he or did 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 uh, was that Peters? I think I think Brian Greasy doesn't get enough credit for that either. He's the quarterback coach. They said he was the one looking out for him, so. A lot of yeah. people don't think about that either. Yeah, Brian yeah. I, he's done a heck of a job. With yeah. They got. Kyle we, Shanahan continues. Kyle Shanahan continues to bring the right personnel in. The, I'll he give. Lost, he I'll lost, give it. He lost uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, Robert Sala. We lost another person out of our front office, and we're and we're continuing to stock up draft picks. And we're probably going to lose to Nico Ryan's and stack up yeah, more draft. Picks. But but some of that some of that could be also John Lynch. We don't really fully have have a good grasp on it based on how Shanahan John deals. Lynch, John Lynch was John Lynch was hired by Kyle Shanahan. Right, right. But I'm I'm saying that we don't know about all of the other components in the coaching tree. How much is directly related? We don't even know. We don't even know if CMC was really Kyle Shanahan's desire. Um, I'm sure he had a, a role in it, and maybe he had 100% to do with it. And I'll tell you right now, if you can get me confirmation that it was his decision and let's say he overruled everybody and they're like, he, I want CMC, I would give him a lot of credit to say this is a big piece of growth for him at the personnel level. But he handled well, maybe everything. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's why the Niners got Jarek McKinnon a couple of years ago and he never worked out. I mean... With what McCaffrey is now, they they tried to use McKinnon in the same fashion, but he just was injury prone when he was on the Niners. Yeah, and I mean, he's, that's why he's, the Niners got McKinnon. He's thirty one years old, and people are going to overdraft him. He's thirty one years old, walking into twenty twenty three, or he's thirty thirty right now, turning thirty one before the season starts, and he's an RB. And granted, he's probably got less mileage than. A lot of 31-year-olds, I get that. And he plays kind of a wide receiver, running back hybrid role. It's like the inverse of Debo. But at the same time, you saw him up the gut today. They use him as an RB. He's technically an RB. 31-year-old RB, the odds are extremely against him delivering in 2023. And as much as I've loved him, as much as I've been touting him and talking about how much I love McKinnon this year, it ends this year. Like at a a certain level... I go in and buy Pacheco and McKinnon together as a cuff, and that might be a video I do. Like, if you can get Pacheco at a discount on the fear of McKinnon eating into his work, and it makes them both a very cheap duo, then I love it. But if you have to draft McKinnon, which I don't think you will now, because he kind of busted in the the playoffs, you know, and the Chiefs are out um, after this week. Um, like how I did that? Chiefs, Chiefs are out after this week. I think he probably doesn't... Let's say he explodes, though. Let's say McKinnon explodes, because I'm predicting the Bengals to win. Let's say even though they lose, 
in my opinion, and McKinnon explodes in this last game, he will have a third or fourth or potentially fifth round, but maybe even third or fourth round ADP if McKinnon explodes. If McKinnon does what he's been doing the last couple of games and kind of busts on out like he's been, he hasn't been effective, I think he drops off in a lot of people's minds. It's so fickle. It's such a fine line that, that we walk in fantasy football where if a player does amazing, we love him. The moment he doesn't do well, we don't even think of him. You know, so so McKinnon's ADP will mean everything, but he's 31 years old. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to steer clear of McKinnon uh, unless he falls real far. But, real far. Uh, definitely steering clear with Pacheco emerging in that backfield. And I can't imagine the Chiefs are going to ignore their pass-catching uh, unit this offseason. I, I imagine they're going to pretty aggressively go after some pass catchers to relieve McKinnon of that duty a little bit. You would think so. Um, yeah, we're looking at, uh, uh, there's a reports about spiral fracture for Tony Pollard. Exactly what I was saying, he's fractured something or tore his knee. One of the two when his foot bent this way. Your foot doesn't get caught up. It's one thing to like do it willingly. Like I'm going to turn my leg, open my hip up. And, and make my leg go like that. Everyone's like, your leg can bend like that, Smitty. It can't when your hip's not opened up and you're running like that and somebody, like, leg gets pressed on you. His leg, while his hip was not opened up, was forced like this. That either snaps your, your leg or tears your knee. Ouch. It's one or the other. Because Ouch. here, here I'll put these on top of each other. You've got, you've got you know, obviously some, some more length between this bone and the ankle but i'm showing the the foot and knee so if this turns like this see see the see the 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 bones are kind of connected here i don't know if anybody can see my screen right now but if this turns like this you either snap the bone or the knee this part of the thigh stays and this part this lower part of the knee joint turns this way and tears your mcl or your lcl and your meniscus, maybe your ACL. There's just no way around. When I saw that, and people were saying it's being categorized as a high ankle sprain, almost zero chance in my mind. You either tore your knee or your bone snapped. It was yeah. it was clear as day. And it's like that's one thing I, I pride myself on the show is the injury coverage. Like I think we do a really good job. You kill, some... it. You kill it with the injury coverage. Yeah, well. We do what we can. I have a question. Yeah. What's up? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Oh, um, do you think the 49ers defense have a problem with mobile quarterbacks? Yes. Because now that we're going to Philly, okay. You sure do. I think so, too, because we, we, we run that four-man – you know, lining down, and it's like every time we try to get to the quarterback, there's always an open lane. And I think Dak did it on fourth and four, where he ran for like I don't know if it was ten, twelve yards. But um, yeah, I think our problem is we have, you know, if it's a quarterback that's mobile, we have our defense tend to have a problem with that. Yeah, you struggle all year long. The Niners have struggled with mobile quarterbacks statistically. Dak is one of those like 
this is going to come out wrong for the Cowboy fans. They're going to be like, what? You hate her? He's more of a – he's like a paper tiger running quarterback. Like, I, I – he's not he's not a, a, as big of a threat. and he, He's not even in, in the same tier at all as a Hurts or – I think of him more like Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow and Dak to me are on the same le- – like, Joe Burrow has been running a lot lately as he's gained confidence coming off the, the full year removed from his ACL tear – Joe Burrow ran for more yards than Josh Allen tonight. Joe Burrow ran for, I think, yeah. 35, 36 yards. Josh Allen ran for like 26, 27, 28, something like that. And and Joe Burrow's had a, a, a bunch of games, and especially lately where he's ripping off 20 and 30, 30 yards in a game. He's ripping off a 20-yard run, 15-yard run. He's getting real crafty. And I, I think Joe Burrow starts running for 300 yards and four to five touchdowns a season. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the game. <laughs> I, yeah. Joe Burrow did that in the snow. I was I was impressed. Like, wow. Yeah. He's running and, in the snow and, in Buffalo. That's crazy. And let's stop. And let's Dak is nowhere near Burrow's level of blasphemy, says Josh. Uh do, Josh, do you think I did you think I did you think I said overall? We're talking about running the ball. <laughs> we're talking about as a running quarterback, Joe Josh. How dare you, Josh, come into my house, this Joe Burrow-built house, and, and assume that I would compare Dak Prescott to Joe Burrow in an overall context. Josh, take a lap. But but when you talk about a running quarterback, Josh, I mean, that's where you got to put Dak in. Joe Burrow in my – it, not to mention, Josh, I just said I think Joe Burrow's better at running the ball than Dak. Um. And, and a lot of people don't. I don't think they realize Burrow can run. I don't think people realize Burrow's becoming a a a B. Uh, we'll call them A level class runners like Fields and and Josh Allen. I would say he's at inside the B tier of like a scrambling quarterback. Like if Joe Burrow, if you need a first down, Tom Brady's not running for it. Like he he's not running for Joe Burrow will go for it and he'll get it. Like uh, Joe Burrow is not maybe not going to be as fast and agile and as you know strong and, and rush for ninety yards like a Josh Allen could, but Joe Burrow is going to quickly become a three hundred and four to five TD guaranteed running quarterback. That's a pretty good running quarterback. 300, 400, 350, let's say is a max maybe. Um, unbelievable. You know, that that's a good running quarterback. Four or five rushing touchdowns. I, I came on the live stream and someone was like, come on, Smitty, you talking Josh Allen or Burrow over Josh Allen in fantasy going into 2023. Joe Burrow's my QB1. Joe Burrow's my QB1. And he's like, you can't expect Joe Burrow to run for four, five, six touchdowns a season. Yes, I can. I told him, yes, I can. He's running for 304 to, four to six touchdowns a season. You know, he's going to sneak in yeah. three or four. He's going to become the Tom Brady of sneaking quarterback uh, one yard of sneaks. He's going to become that kind of guy. He's going to be a, yeah. a three to four round, uh, three to four touchdown goal line quarterback, and then another one or two where he's running a fifteen yard untouched in on a bootleg or something. He's going to score three to six touchdowns a season, three hundred yards on the ground. That's a really good running quarterback. Yeah, he has been running more. I agree with you on that. Yeah, and he's he's got better he blocking now. Well. He's smarter. He'll know when to slide. Um, well, I got him picked to beat Kansas City and Kansas because they did it what three three times this year. 
Yeah. The three times they beat him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow's got Mahomes' number. It's going to be a, a tough game, you know. Um, Mel says, come on, Smitty, really? What, to what? To What did I possibly say, Mel, that could make you say, come on, Smitty, right now? Like, proper usage of come on, Smitty. Let's see if if this is – let's see if you have correct usage of it. Um, His first TD ever was like a 30-yard run. I love I love Joe Burrow as a running quarterback, Josh. You you won't get me disagreeing with you. But I'm I'm waiting for Mel. What's Mel what's Mel think I didn't do? I'm gonna actually I'm gonna keep that up. Mel, let's see what Mel thinks I didn't do. No one talking about how good of a job Zach Taylor has done. D- bro, we, we we definitely feel like uh G Money he's he's a huge part of what's going on right now. I I, I love this guy. Don't need Burrow to do that much running when you have Mixon, but get look, Mixon's probably done. Um, it'd be done. This is this is the end of the line for him. Maybe he lingers, but he's not the same guy anymore. And it's uh, it sucks, but he's been abused for a long time, awaiting this team to arrive. And it's just he 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 put on too much mileage in his weight. And he's he's worn down. Um, the the Bengals would be very smart to draft a, a a Gibbs, a Charbonnet. Imagine Charbonnet in that offense. Can you imagine Gibbs in that offense? Can you imagine throwing the football? Gibbs is perfect because you can throw to him and turn Burrow into a checkdown monster as well, and and give him a nine hundred yard receiving running back. Can you imagine how good Joe Burrow Joe Burrow would throw 45 to 50 touchdowns a season if he had Gibbs catching, you know, six touchdowns from him a year as an Alvin Kamara hybrid. So I really hope the Bengals do the right thing and they bring in another RB and 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 try and upgrade it before you know he falls off. Um, I have a question. Yeah. What is the future for Lamar Jackson? Does he stay with the Ravens or do they try to trade him? So Lamar Jackson. Okay. Hold on. That's next. So here's a case. This is, you, oh, guys, okay. <laughs> you guys wonder, you guys wonder what my job is like. Like, first of all, I have the best job in the world. So I'm not really complaining, even though this is going to come off as a, almost like a joking complaint, but here I've got one person punching me in the side of the face saying you you can't Joe Burrow's way better runner than come on take a lap why are you saying Joe Burrow's not way better than Dak running the ball then I got Mel over here saying uh come on Smitty really and ask him what he finally responds Joe Burrow becoming mobile I'm getting hit from this side it's hilarious to to see different sides acting like I'm crazy on one side and the other it's it's insane. So Joe Burrow being mobile is crazy. Joe Burrow not being even more mobile than I'm explaining is crazy. Like I get hit with this all day long. It's not. It's 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 hilarious to me. It's hilarious because as Grandpappy said, you can please all the people some of the time, some of the people all the time, but you can never please all of the people all the time. And nothing's more true than that. As for Lamar Jackson, what do I think is going to happen? Let's pull up the uh, free agency board which is going to be summoned on the regular on this channel all the time. Miami Dolphins are my number one target for Lamar Jackson. 
Granted, that's going to require trade. Granted, I don't know what Miami Mike has even got in trade bait. Uh, let's see. Miami Dolphins. What are the Miami Dolphins draft picks in the next two years? Miami Dolphins. They don't got a lot. Draft picks. I know they lost the first rounder for trying to talk for trying to make trade for Brady. Dolphins currently have their own first rounders from 2024 and beyond. The 2020 in 2023, they have their own second round pick, third round pick, third round pick via New England acquired from. So they could technically trade Lamar away for a 2024 first rounder. Um, 2020. Can you trade three? You could trade how many years in advance? In the NFL, uh, um, years. I'm not for sure. They got a they got a first this year for Bradley Chubb. No, or no, they traded one for Bradley Chubb. My bad. Uh, teams have multiple picks. No, teams are only allowed to trade picks for the next three years of draft cycles. Okay, so they can they can trade their 2024 first rounder, the 2025 first rounder, and their second rounders. For Lamar Jackson if they needed to. So everybody's saying that they have no draft picks. They have no draft pick in 2023. Now granted the the Ravens could say we don't want to deal with you. Okay. Actually let's play let's play a little role. Okay. Your boy Smitty's Lamar. Okay. I'm Lamar Jackson. Okay. And you come to me and you say hey. We're going to trade you to where? Somebody throw out a garbage place. Give me, give me, give me a bad location. The Houston, Texas. I'm not going. Yeah. Texas. I won't go. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. He might he, he he might go there if they got rid of Kyler, but but my point is he has control. He has a lot of control. If he decides he's not playing for them and they they believe him and they cater to that, he can say I'm not signing a long term deal. Guess what happens if Houston calls up Baltimore and says, Hey, we're going to give you such and such and such, but we need to know that Lamar Jackson is going to sign an, a, a long term deal with us, and we're not going to make this trade for a for a franchise quarterback, right? Like they can tag him, the, the they're tag and trade him. So they'll tag him. And if the Houston Texans are giving up first rounders, they're going to want a deal in place. And Lamar Jackson picks up the phone. He's on three way. And he says, I'm not signing with you. I don't want to go there. You think Houston's going to pull the trade off? They're going to say, "Never mind. We don't want to do it. So it really will take a place that Lamar approves to be a trading partner and it's also going to take that trading partner to want to give up the capital to make it done. So Miami Mike's aggressive enough. He's got the draft picks. He could trade three draft cycles forward. So 2024, 2025, I think it could get done. That's my number one landing spot. Now, if the Ravens say we don't want anything in 2024, we want it in 2023, Lamar might say no to all those locations and force their hand to take a 2024 draft pick and so on. And if they're in rebuild mode, they might do it. Tom Brady is probably the second most likely and the easiest acquisition for Miami Mike. So I, I think that's a very strong possibility. And in that case, uh, Lamar Jackson could go to Las Vegas if Las Vegas wanted to give up the right amount of draft capital. The Jets are also uh, uh, an option, a, an option I don't want because I want Brees Hall not to have a vulturing rushing quarterback taking away from his his workload. But 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 Lamar could be a, a New York Jet. Uh, that could happen as well. Um, Brady in Miami, or Raider, or the Jets, or the Niners. And and, and the Niners is gonna you're gonna see the Niners pop on this list if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl. 
the Niners win the Super Bowl, I think they will go the route of grooming Purdy because they did it with him, not even to his full potential. So it really comes down to the Super Bowl. But that's how I feel about the, the movement, the player movement right now. What about Aaron Rodgers? Well, uh, uh, same thing on the screen. I don't know if you can see my screen. But Aaron Rodgers, Miami. Aaron Rodgers is the most likely Raider landing spot on my screen. Aaron Rodgers is the second most likely quarterback in New York. Uh, Denny keeps calling. Denny, I want you to know that I, I appreciate you, Denny. But the last time you got on, you got out of control, bro. You're kind of in timeout right now <laughs> calling the show. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could pick up, but you you lost it, bro, the last time. You went absolutely crazy. Um, so it, may, it makes it hard for me to put you back on the show. You were saying some pretty weird things. Uh, I love you, Danny. I love you, Danny. You know I do. Just remember, Diggs is a baby. Uh, get Lamar to Miami. I, th- I think that would be... I think Lamar to Miami would be unbelievable. I think Brady to Miami would be unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers in Miami would be unbelievable. Yo, about Trey Lance uh, I know Miami, I'm about 20 Miami. minutes late. I mean, uh... Sorry, I was just going to say, I know I'm about 20 minutes late on the uh, on the uh, whole 49ers uh, being able to cover a mobile quarterback or not. And yeah, I, I, I know he struggled with that, or they struggled with that. Um, and D'Amico Ryans obviously knows more about def- coaching a defense than I do, but I really hope uh, they put uh, Hufunga or Warner as a spy on Hurts next week. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Good analogy, yeah. That would be good. Because they're going to run with Hurts, I think. They're going to have him test that. Niners defense by him being mobile. Uh, B BBC says uh, Lamar to Seattle. I mean, <laughs> what's his name? Sorry, what was his name? Uh, B BBC. <laughs> <laughs> British Broadcasting Channel. Okay. <laughs> the British Broadcasting Channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BBC. Oh my God. Uh, he's. I mean, hey, I mean, Seattle's not crazy. It's probably not the most likely, but I mean, DK Lockett, Kenneth Walker, um, Pete Carroll. Uh, it's just, it's like not an, it's not as an attractive team landing spot, but it's like the personnel's there. But I don't know. We'll see if Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll might be able to lure somebody big time in. You never know. They should keep Geno, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Gino, Gino, I like Gino. I think they keep him, but maybe they still bring somebody in, you know. And that'll be that'll they be good for Seattle. That'll be good for Seattle to have. They have so many draft picks. Sorry, I, I was just saying they have a lot of draft picks this year. Lamar to the Steelers, probably not. I, I mean, Sandu, anything can happen for sure. So I wouldn't say never, say never, but uh, or I wouldn't say never, but I would say that that they they believe enough in giving Pickett. I think one more. One more year to develop because he he did fairly well considering. Uh, Roger, thank you for yeah, the super chat. Say that. What if Lake? Uh, what if Baker lands in Miami? Is he Moon Man? No, um, but 
you know, you guys hang tight while I play the Moon Men real quick. The Moon Men. So. Dropping loads in outer space. The Moon Man, um, number six. Space Moon Or seven. Moon Man number seven is the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, whoever it is. And I've made, I've prefaced and put a caveat in that if it ends up being somebody like Derek Carr, who I think will do actually like Tua in a way, he'll flirt with top six to seven numbers a lot. Um, I may not keep him It'll on the list. Yeah, I may not keep him on the list, but he'll definitely get the most out of Derek Carr, and he'll be good enough to to feed Hill and Waddle, and, and they're going to be fire. The whole offense will be fire. But this is my assumption of Brady, A-Rod, or Lamar going to Miami. And the, the thing about this inverse kind of like backwards moon man is some people have said, Smitty, how is that going to help me if we don't know who it is? Well, it helps you know that I love the situation so much and that it's going to be amazing and we're going to celebrate when A-Rod or Brady or Lamar goes there and you can take advantage of the wide receivers right now. You can take advantage of the wide receivers right now because you're going to be able to go get Hill and Waddle on the cheap because people are concerned about the the quarterback situation. Yeah, that's definitely a hell of a, hell of a moon man. Uh, Bro, I, mean, it, I agree it, for sure. It feel, I, it, could, it, I could be back there. I could be back there for Miami. I can't throw. I can't throw a football more than fifteen yards, maybe twenty, and I could get forty five hundred yards and thirty five touchdowns with Tyreek and. Yeah, Waddle bro. It fe- it feels like the best. It feels like such an amazing moon man list. It's such an amazing. And Mel's saying, "Did I miss something? Why are we dismissing Tua in Miami?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Clearly, Mel upset again at me. Mel, Tua is not going to be able to stay on the field. Tua is not going to mm-hmm. be able to avoid another concussion. The next concussion, he doesn't come back because he's gonna. It's gonna set. It's gonna set in that he's in danger. Yeah. And and if anybody nope. these these bogus reports, I don't know who they're for. I, I should pull it up. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. Is this bogus report about Tua that he's no more likely to have a concussion than any other player in the NFL is nothing but lies. It's cap. It's not true. Let's find out who's saying it so we can put it on screen. Um, let's see here. It's it's coming from the GM. Hold on. Oh my god! Okay. It's ridiculous that they're allowed to put that in It's bro. It's this is like this is uh whoever whoever if this is true going to the GM the person that made this medical decision should have no ability to make decisions that impact other people's lives because this is ridiculous. It's proven that concussions you're more susceptible to have the next concussion every concussion that you have. Dolphins GM. Chris Greer said that he's learned through discussions with doctors and the NFL PA that QB Tua is no more prone to concussions than any other NFL player. That is ridiculous. It's not true. It's, there's a reason that that uh, Kurt Warner and Steve Young and other QBs had to retire. They were nor, no more in, in probably the same context and tests likely to suffer a concussion on the next play than the next guy. Concussions aren't something you even understand at this point. There's a lot about concussions that, that even the most versed people in the concussion field can't tell you because they don't know. It's an enigma. It's it's a mystery. And the brain is such a mystery. We only use a certain small percentage of our brain. It's such a, a, 
a big mystery in general that and you talk about brain damage brain damage is such a tough topic we don't know there's people that get they get shot with like a bullet and they can still function and then there's other people that that, that, that as soon as it happens they the lights are out like the brain is so crazy and complex and to think anybody's battery of tests can tell whether his brain is going to suffer concussion the next time he gets a love tap can you imagine you're running in and Tua scores a touchdown and somebody grabs his helmet and just headbutts him like in a in a loving way and he just goes like it's going to be that bad it's going to be that bad Tua's not going to be able to stay upright he's not going to be able to stay upright and 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 uh and I know Mel I'm just joking with you but 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 I think Miami Mike is smart enough and if you can picture Mel the way Miami Mike was vulnerable in the playoffs without a quarterback. He's he's with his third string quarterback. Do you think he wants to put himself in that position ever again? Do you think he ever wants to put himself in that position ever again? Do you think he's gonna roll the dice on Tua one more time? Maybe on the team, maybe as the backup, maybe hey Tua, you're still competing with the job. Maybe Tua wins the job, but he's still gonna have a Derek Carr or somebody on the team that's gonna help him win games. If, if Tua goes down and when, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but when Tua goes down, not if he goes down, when he goes down, he, he got concussed when his head hit the ground. You don't see concussions that much in the NFL uh, with a head hitting the ground. It's usually con- helmet to helmet. Um, when you start hitting your head on the ground and getting concussed and that happens multiple times in a season, your head is susceptible. Yeah, dude, your brain is moving. And this is a big reason why. This right here is a big reason why we've had concussions this year. These 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 coned, I don't know if you guys can see my screen right now that are on the phone, mm-hmm. but these coned helmets that everybody wears out on the field looks like a cartoon. Looks like an animation of some kind or someone's getting ready to, to, to get all like uh, uh, dialed up for uh, um, measurements for an NFL video game or something. And they're and they're 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 getting your movements with the, the those cone things caused a problem. I I think everybody went out there getting little little love taps all all off season, and then they go out and get hit, and their brain's not ready for it. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. The little soft, squishy ones. I played with those in high school. The little soft, squishy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. They introduced those like my sophomore year or something like that. Like for the off season, right? I know what you're talking about. Uh, Wayne um, Wayne says it's like saying a boxer who has been knocked out multiple times isn't more susceptible to being knocked out in their next fight. It's a terrible statement. It's true. It's 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 crazy. Like, and look, I I know I always have experience with these things. ACL, I've had it. Torn patellar tendon, I've had it. Torn meniscus, I've had it. Uh, I've had all these injuries. I used to get concussed as a kid, and and they happened more frequently. You know, and, and I, you know, I, I, w- I would, I would run and then I started hitting my head on the ground and maybe I outgrew it and maybe I did separate and put some distance between, you know, the healing and hitting my head. But I remember when I was a little kid, there was one time where I, all I did was fall down and I, I just, I barely hit the ground. I woke up in the nurse's office. <laughs> I was like, it kept happening quicker and quicker and quicker. Uh, and, and, and. I, I just I think that if he let's say he stepped away from the game for two years three years maybe he could and we don't know no one knows maybe he could get back to the same level as an average human being getting hit in the head but there's no way he rolls right into next season and his brain isn't more susceptible to a, a concussion there's just no way 
There's no way. Um, yeah, uh, quick personal Agreed. Quick, I, I I just had a quick personal anecdote. I had a I have a friend I played uh, high school high school football with. Um, he went on to play college, just like uh, division division two ball somewhere in Kansas. Um, and he was forced to quit about like two years ago when he was like like just nineteen or twenty years old. He was forced to quit from the team because he had too many concussions. Yeah. I mean, look, Kurt, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner stepped away because his wife and family and, you know, him, he himself and doctors said, if you keep playing for the Arizona Cardinals, okay, this is very hard for, this is very hard for me to watch happen because I love Kurt Warner. He's probably, probably my favorite, you know, Joe Burrow's getting up there, but Kurt Warner is probably uh, a player's currently not playing. He's my favorite player probably of all time. Um, Joe Burrow's favorite current player, but I would say that that uh, yeah, when, when he re- when he retired, he stepped away because they they told him like you get hit again, like one more concussion might shorten your life. Like you don't you don't know what it's gonna do, and if you want to be there for, you know, you want to be there for for a long time with your family and and grow old with them, you've got to stop. You got to stop, and 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 he he couldn't he couldn't stop right away. I I remember him struggling a little with it, but then he stepped away. He's like, I got to step away, and he still had game. He still had game. Yeah. Um, imagine if Kurt Warner was in the league when he was in 23, 20, 22, 23. I believe Kurt Warner's first year he was twenty seven, twenty eight. If you if you haven't watched that Kurt Warner movie, um, what's it called? It's the new Kurt Warner movie. It's, it's I don't know what really... it's called, but I know he was bagging groceries, right? Yeah, it's one of the most amazing. Like yeah, Rudy, Rudy's yeah. probably the best sports movie of all time. Rudy's the best sports movie of all time. But this movie, even though it wasn't like, there's some like some cheesy parts to it or whatever, because you know, but it was pretty well done. Like the football was pretty cool. Like the good hits. It was it was pretty well done. Really, really well done. Um, I would call it like a top ten sports movie of all time, just because the story was so amazing. But Kurt Warner. You got to watch it if you haven't seen the movie. What's it called? Somebody tell me what it's called. It's such a good movie. If you don't know the total history of Kurt Warner, he literally his 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 wife stuck by him. He was 27, 28 years old, bagging groceries, bagging groceries, still trying to get in the NFL via the XFL or, or not the X, uh, the Arena League, and. And I, I mean, at that point, he kind of gave up on the NFL, but he's playing in the Arena League. They're finally paying him, and the fact that he—yeah, uh, I forget the name of the movie too. The fact that he got a shot, went uh, went to KC, and nobody believed in him. Nobody believed in him, but his head coach, nobody, the the offensive coordinator, the scouts, nobody, and uh, and and the, he gets a shot to be the backup quarterback. And when Trent Green went down, they had a decision to make. Do they make a trade or do they shove him out there? They shoved him out there. And I believe his first pass, it was like an interception. Um, or, you know, he, he maybe had a couple passes. Then he threw an interception and everyone went, oh, my God. What do we do? What do we do? We've got this Super Bowl contending team. Trent Green goes down. They make the bold call of not going and trading for a quarterback. And he goes out there and throws an INT. From that moment on, after that interception, it was it was 
goat time. Like from that interception on, it wasn't like he struggled for a couple games. After the one interception, he was arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and it didn't stop. It just extended from that that second drive all the way through. It was unbelievable his story. For anybody that didn't know the Kurt Warner story or wasn't playing fantasy football or watching, that's that that that's somebody that's loyal. His wife letting him have that dream till 27 that's crazy that's crazy the american underdog thank you yeah it's called american underdog he's the true definition of an underdog but but to the other guy's point that that said it i forget who said it 27 years old kurt warner's career was amazing and he started at 27 27 do you know how old do you know how old uh andrew luck is Andrew Luck is, I just want to be make sure I'm correct on this, 33. <laughs> 33. He retired how many years ago? Kurt Warner started at 27, 28 years old. Andrew Luck is retired and out of the league at 33. And it seems like Andrew Luck's been gone forever. Like, that's so crazy to start your career at 27, 28 and to have as long of a career as he did. How old was Danny Warfel? Uh, I don't know. Remember that guy? Yeah. He was like the oldest college player. He was like 25, 26 in college. Yeah. Man, Kurt Warner was amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you bounce. I appreciate you hanging out, Smith. Uh, you got anything else? Any final words, Smith? Final words. I got Niners, twenty-seven to twenty-four <laughs> in Philly. The shocker. That's right. my final word. All right, pal. Appreciate you. Call in any time. We'll, we'll do this again. All right, man. All right, later, pal. Niner Matt, you got any final words? Yes, Mary. I, uh, the only thing I got to say, um, obviously, I said the Niners are going to win. Um, another thing I wanted to say about Shanahan real quick before I give you my prediction or my score, um, I uh, – that that I don't know what he was doing at the end, right before halftime, but that is one thing that he. You were talking about him being an offensive coordinator and head coach. He does not know clock management. He is awful at that. I don't know what he is doing, but I mean Dallas has one timeout left. There's 40, 50 seconds left. He wastes 20 seconds off the clock on a third and whatever one or two to make sure they don't. He, the same thing happened in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. I mean, the dude never learns from it. It's just so irritating. It's like, dude, come on, man. Quit being so conservative. But anyways, yeah. um, the way they're going to beat the Eagles is they're just gonna, they're going to have to run the ball. They got to keep Jalen Hurts off the field. They got to keep their defense uh, fresh. Um, you can't keep going three and out and expect your defense to go out there. So. That's the that's the formula to beat uh, the Eagles, but I think they could throw on them. But we'll play action here and there. But yep. run the ball and uh, keep Jalen Hurts off the field. I think that's keep your defense fresh and obviously turnovers is obviously a big reason because that's how you're going to win. But my uh, my final score is I'm going to say uh, Niners. I'll go. I'll uh, give them. Uh, I'll give them twenty. I'm going to go twenty four to seventeen. All and right. And I'm going to say Joseph. Uh, cigar smoking burrow they're gonna win uh i'm gonna give them 30 30 to 20 all right so, nine years Bengals super bowl so, appreciate you thanks Betty. later it. have a good night guys ben final words ben um 
I'm uh, I'm gonna echo uh, Smith's uh, prediction there. Twenty-seven, twenty-four, San Francisco. Uh, love the content, Smitty. Keep up the hard work. Keep up the great the great content. Uh, can't wait to find out all the rest of the Moon Men and get this 2023 offseason rolling and keep an open mind with uh, my boy Shani. Yeah, we'll do our best, Ben. I right, appreciate you, Bill. Later. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, appreciate you all uh, tuning in. Um, Muddy Buffoon, where are you? Says Roger. Uh, yeah, they should have got him a good old line. He was getting beat up. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Andrew Luck. Um, appreciate everybody being in here. Joe Burrow, congrats. Let's let's pull up the uh, the bracket. So now we have victors here. We have the Cincinnati Bengals, who won this contest here. Now we can make everybody that won green. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, right here. This one's green. This one's green. Bengals, Niners will put in green. Congrats to all our victors. We have the Niners facing off against, let's see here, the Eagles. There we go. Philly, Niners, Casey, Bengals. One seed, one seed. Two seed, three seed. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty standard. Pretty solid. Who's going to win? If it's up to me, it's Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow playing Jalen Hurts. Battle of the, the fantasy football quarterback monsters. Absolutely love all four of these teams. All four of them are amazing. Casey could win it all. Was with a hampered Mahomes, probably less likely, but still could. Joe Burrow looking like he's in a groove. Jalen Hurts is the most unstoppable quarterback right now. Um, offensively, like in, in terms of football terms, like he's just unreal. Like Burrow is too, but Jalen Hurts is a problem. He's a menace. Uh, the Niner defense is kind of equally as dangerous as all three of the signal callers on KC, Cincy, and Philly. It's kind of like their version of the, the, the menace is the defense. But the Bengals defense is playing pretty tough. The Eagle defense is very underrated, uh, even though everyone knows they're great. And the KC overall team, probably most susceptible defense. Philly would probably route them right now, I think. The Niners probably don't have the play calling in the first and second half, and then they do in the, in the third and fourth quarters. But I think the Niners would struggle against KC um, more so uh, because they, they can't take uh, advantage of the scoring that the I think basically what I'm trying to say is the Eagles I think would route the Kansas City Chiefs quicker than the Niners the Niners would take them all four quarters probably could get it done uh, but but Kyle Shanahan has to call a good a good game for four straight quarters in order to beat the Eagles let's just put it that way if the Niners can put together four quarters that mirror that mirror the typical third and fourth quarter by Kyle Shanahan, play calling wise, they could beat the Philadelphia Eagles. If they come to this game with a similar approach and they dial it back and they wait until the third and fourth quarter, they're going to run out of time. People are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.
I'm live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks. As I was live during all these games with the Tony Pollard news, giving you a Tony Pollard live stream, at which point I told you exactly what you were going to hear. That everybody's calling it a high ankle injury, but it wasn't a high ankle sprain. It was more than that, and I could tell. I could tell with my own eyeballs, and people were reporting blindly that it was just a high ankle sprain. It's not. It's probably not some sort of fracture or there might even be a knee injury on top of it to boot. But that's why we're here. I'll see you all live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, live whenever news breaks. Think of me when news is big and it's out there that I'll be here breaking it down for you, taking your phone calls, walking you through it. And I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday at midnight Eastern. I need to put that on screen at some point. Let's see if I can I can add that on here. I need to add that. Uh, also live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Live live Monday through Friday. And then uh, also live at midnight. Live at midnight. And let's go ahead and put that right here. Boom, 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 boom. There we go. Because I always say, always say it. It's not on screen. Live at midnight, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Live whenever news breaks. Live Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Avi says I miss his dono. Avi, hold on. I'm sorry, bro. We were having a debate. I must have missed it. God, I missed two of them. Roger, did I get Rogers? What if Baker lands in the mine? Oh, yeah, I did get that. No, Baker won't be a moon man. Um, Joe, appreciate your super chat, my guy. Thank you so much. Uh, Avi dropping one. Just a reminder, Diggs is a baby. Get Lamar to Miami. So I got that one. And then the final super chat from Avi, which I appreciate very much. Jameer Gibbs, great pick, Smitty. He's also, he's so raw in terms of skill. Yeah, uh, he can be molded, but he feels a lot like Kamara. And a lot of people say he's not like Kamara. He is like Kamara. He could catch 900 and 900 or 800 and 900 or 900 and 800. Get you 12 total touchdowns. Get you 50 to 70 receptions. Um, I really like Gibbs. You put Gibbs in Philly. You put Gibbs in Cincy. You put Gibbs in a place where he can be utilized as a, a eight or 900 yard uh, running back receiving wise. And you've got eight or nine hundred rushing, eight or nine hundred receiving. Give him eighteen hundred, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred total yards and a, a twelve touchdown type of uh, uh, campaign every single year. He's electric in the right spot. He's electric, totally electric. I love him. Avi, appreciate you. Thank you all for your super chats. I will see you all tomorrow, um, probably before seven p.m. And, and not to mention, we've got the two uh, videos right now that you need to watch. Um, if you haven't seen them already, the first one is this one right here. Look for it on on the channel. Part one, top 10 running backs where I break down running back one and two. And then this one right here, which is running backs three, four, and five. Part two. So my top 10 running back series is going to be three parts. One, two, and I'll, I'll probably drop part three tomorrow. I'll probably do a live stream as well during the day, and I'll do the 7 p.m. show as well. So I'll see you all. Appreciate you.
And as far as the underdog stuff, Mel, um, it's whenever they offer it, you'll see it. It just it'll be the very very top um, when you go to pickums. If they ever offer a freebie, it's always the very first pickum. So it's just sitting there like isolated at the top. And I don't know if there's a regional restriction on that. Like if you're in a certain area, they can't do that. I don't know. Appreciate you all. Dynasty Channel Joe. Uh, absolutely. In fact, hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> How many people we got in here? 80, 83? 83 people? If I go live on the Dynasty Channel right now for five minutes on Joe Burrow, will you all join me? Will you all join me for just a five to eight minute live stream on the Dynasty Channel? Joe Burrow. Who, who, who's, who's, who's willing? Raise your hand in the chat if you're going to ju- jump over to the Dynasty Channel with me. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll keep the Dynasty Channel... I'm going to drop the Dynasty Channel link right now. I'm going to pin it. I'm going to pin it right here. It's pinned. I'm also going to come back in. I'm going to start the live, and then I'm going to drop in this exact chat right here the link to the exact channel. Let's jump into the Dynasty Channel right now. We've got 83 people still in here. 77 people. Might be a few jumped over. Let's go over to the Dynasty Channel right now.